Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan Salem, my son. Alan um, runs the runs and owns the performance side of our business. Um, he works on diesels. He does the fancy stuff. He does, well, he makes them run fast, look pretty, yeah. <laughs> and tires and wheels and lowers and lifts them. And, 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 I, and I have to brag about um, his, his techs because they can align the, uh, the trucks that have been altered, been lifted, lowered, tires and wheels, nitrogen shock absorbers, whatever they've done, these young men, of course, they've been taught by someone much better than I am but they've been taught and these kids and I call them kids because yeah. Adam Strickland Strickler, Strickler yeah. is was a master tech at 29 or 30 yeah maybe even earlier 20 yeah, yeah. Uh, he, it, and 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 this kid I went to high school with his dad and this kid is probably one of the best alignment guys I've ever had and he ne- I, knock on wood, I don't think he's ever made a mistake. He's fixed things he's, that people have been told can't be fixed. He just understands the geometry of a front end. Yeah, and a lot of it, you say he's learned He's learned a lot of it himself by watching. I mean, you know, these guys, they're, they're amazing. And the more that we do, the the better they get, and they're, they're just great. And you, your guys really do the very best with respect to vibrations, yes. tires, wheels, pulling left, pulling right, wandering. Um, I've got a clunk here. I've got tire wear there. It's that kind of whole suspension. Suspension-related uh, lights. We, you know, modified suspension-related lights, um, stability track, traction control, ride height. I mean, we... TPMS. The TPMS, tire. yeah, that, that kind of stuff. All and, that stuff. And, you know, diesels as well. When you put the tires on, you can actually reprogram it, many of the trucks to open up the window to the new tires. In some cases, In yeah. In some uh-huh, cases, uh-huh. okay. This portion of Unhood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Bob and Steve over Quality Transmission are good guys. I promise you they're good guys. I, I, I'm not kidding you when I'm telling you that they make me look like a hero. If it really were the truth... I would do his advertisements for free just because of all the people that call me or write me or send me an email telling me how happy they are. You you have to know that that's a good feeling when you refer somebody and they have a good, good experience as opposed to them calling you back and telling you that you're an idiot. That happens every once in a while, but not with quality transmission. McClintock, north of University in Tempe, Bob and Steve, transmission expert guys. They'll talk to you. They'll ride with you. They'll really do a good job for you, but it doesn't cost you anything to go talk to them. All right, let's go talk to Mike, and then we're going to talk about your oil. Mike, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing doing well. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, 2004 Chevy Silverado 2500. Uh, six liter, about 73,000 miles. Uh, last trip up to Flagstaff, I noticed that the temperature gauge never moved. It stays at 160, and 
Okay. I'm assuming thermostat, but is that necessarily the case? Well, when you say doesn't move, um, I mean, like, when you turn the key on, does it do a gauge sweep, or does it not move key on, key off, running stopped? Correct. It does not move. Okay, so it sounds more like a cluster yeah. issue to me, and those are, those trucks are known for cluster issues from day one. That That is by far our most common cluster problem vehicle, those Silverado pickups in, in that year range. Um, so what we're talking about is is that there is there is computer circuitry on the dashboard, and a lot of times what we end up with is we end up with a gauge that just goes completely berserk on us. It'll either go full hot or full cold, or it'll be your gas gauge will be the problem, and oil pressure gauge will be your problem. But it's typically a cluster. Now this is what what I would do if I was testing your car. I would go I would turn the key on, and I would go to the coolant sensor, and I would plug in my scanner, and I would say what's the temperature of the engine coolant temperature and it says oh it's 210 mark and i say okay so then i look at the gauge and the gauge should say 210 if not then i would disconnect the gauge the wire to the gauge and it should swing to a default either full hot or full cold then if i ground the wire to the count of one tick one that's it then it should swing to the opposite side which means the wire is attached to the gauge in your case with a cluster problem you're not going to get any gauge activity at all now, where, where are you sending them for the uh, cluster work? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. I give them to parts. But um, what we do is we, we pull them out. We verify the concern. We pull them out. We'll give them some numbers on the back. Uh, Jeff calls. And if they have it in stock, it's a direct swap. We run it over there. They run it back. Blah, blah, blah. Put it right back in. With the same mileage. That's where the oh, big absolutely. deal is. We have, to, we have to program Without the dashboard question. for the truck, for the motor, for everything, and we have to put the mileage back on it. Yeah, and if they don't have that one in stock, it's usually two or three days. Yeah, yeah and, same and, mileage. And you're going to quote that between what and what? Um, I want to say between four and $600. Okay. All right, so that, that would be something you'd start with is, first of all, we need to verify that, that, that the gauge is the wire hasn't come off the gauge or that we don't have a bad temperature sender and that's going to be done with the scanner and a little bit of intelligence on how the circuit is. Once you determine that the, that we do have a, ga- a gauge problem then then chances are you're going to and there's a stepper motor issue that that's part of the problem. There's this motor inside this dashboard that's called a stepper motor and it ha- somehow or another has to do with the information dialogue and, and, and the, the expression of the information in the dashboard and this stepper motor it causes problems and that's part of the that you've probably heard that before. yeah absolutely and if you want you can send us an email and we'll put you in touch and the people that we're dealing with are they going to deal with somebody um a retail customer or do you have to have, do you have to have a business license and a yeah number? yeah i think it's someone that i think it's a wholesale company that that we send the stuff out to okay is it out of town or is it in town uh, I think it's in town. Okay. I think it's in town. You, you obviously we want to verify first. You don't yeah. want to send it out and spend four to six hundred dollars and find out that it is a a sensor. But uh, uh, certainly we, you know, that that's something any of our okay. shops can do. All righty. Well, good luck to you, Mike. Thank you very much, John. You're up okay. next. How can we help you, John? Hey, I'm glad I got the one of the diesel experts on the phone. Big fan here. So I'm a technician at a local German manufacturer, and we have a big problem going on with one of our engines, diesel. And it's uh, coking up the intake manifold really bad. And they got us doing 10, 12 hours of labor. And I'm curious, is there any kind of chemicals that uh, can be used to clean these engines? Step back. What, what was the year and make of the truck? No, it's actually a diesel car. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a, a three-liter diesel motor. Okay. And have an EGR on this motor. Right. And what, it's, what it's doing is coking up the intake track and, oh, the, yeah. uh, and the cylinder head very badly. Right. To the point where they won't run, or they said airflow sensor faults. 
And I'm just wondering, is there any kind of chemicals in the diesel aftermarket that can be used to clean this out? Not the only chemical uh, that we use to do that is the one for the uh, 6.7 liter Cummins turbochargers. And I don't know how that would work on intakes. Um, yeah, we. It, I, I, remember, it, I remember back in the day we had some uh, foaming like spider agent they used to be able to pump down the throttle body. Yeah. Right. Yep, I'm wondering yep. if there's anything similar to that, you know, he, in the diesel world. Okay. Well, yeah. And I and I I I like that you brought that up because I was thinking. But here's what I'm thinking too: in a gasoline motor, we don't have the compression ratio that we have in a diesel. And we know that we can spray, we can cover the whole intake of a gasoline motor with that foam. And, and I want you to think of this, in the because Vern is, is my age or, or pretty close to it. Um, it's it's kind of like foaming oven cleaner. Right, right, okay? right. So you stick it in the intake and you just fill the intake full of foaming oven. And then you have to wait, and it's going to turn from a foam to a liquid. But in a diesel, I'm scared to death that we're going to bend rods when we try to get that out. Yeah, I consider that too. You know, and so... It, you, you need something to go in there and do its cleaning, but here's the thing. The byproduct of the cleaning is going to be a solid, oily material, mm-hmm. and that's not going to, we're not going to be able to get that out because we can't, we can't dry it and then vacuum it out. And, yeah. and then if we don't evaporate the liquid that does the cleaning, then we still have to deal with the liquid, and, of course, then you run into that. Let me ask you a question. Why don't you just disable the EGR valve on that car? For a, I know, I know. Well, just the last thing I heard is that's a felony. Just a minute, just a minute. <laughs> this is, this is. It's okay. We'll let some attorney call us and tell us <laughs> it's a felony. If, the fact of the matter is, is let's disable the EGR valve on this thing for a month. Oh, just uh, okay. Just yeah. for a month. You, both of you guys just jumped on me right now. You're both shaking your head like crazy. All I'm thinking is, is let's let's go inside with a camera and take a couple of pictures of a couple of the runners, especially the runners that are adjacent to the EGR valve. Then let's disable the EGR valve. Let's lift it up and put a plate underneath it. Okay. Let's block off the passageway altogether. Then then at that point, let's drive it. We're gonna have a check engine light. We don't care. Then at the end, let's take some pictures on the inside. What happens? If this diesel engine is consuming engine oil or it's running so rich that the exhaust is full of this black coke and, of course, the EGR is going to recycle it through the intake, wouldn't that be a good diagnostic procedure for us to see what the heck's coming out of the exhaust? Yeah, it probably would be. I failed to mention how uh, uh, our customers are very... uh Agitated by life being on, though. <laughs> <laughs> by what? Uh, he, 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 he says his customers are real agitated by me creating a check engine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, sure. so you the, know, the other thing I considered is what if we pulled out the glow plugs? Then I could spin the motor over at least and pump all that extra stuff, and clean stuff out of there. But I agree with you. And in, in, in that case, I'd pull the throttle body out of it. And I would probably use diesel fuel, and I would get in there with some scrub brushes and some long toothbrushes, and I'd clean that thing up, and then I would just hand crank the motor over until all the glow plugs spit out all the diesel fuel I had in the intake. Yeah, that's a good idea. And the other way around, it's like I said, it's been costing us 10, 12 hours, so... Yeah, I just, and uh, wanted some input on that. And you know, in, in, in just experience-wise, I would say to the customer, if you want to work with me, uh, I, I want to try something that's going to just cause you a check engine light. Um, the, the alternative is is that we're going to have to take the intake off. We're going to have to clean it up. But we still have the unanswered question is, is why is this coking so bad on the intake coming from the EGR? And the answer is, is because it's running too rich on fuel or it's consuming oil, one or the other. Well, the official response from the factory has been because they use a low-pressure EGR system instead of a high-pressure 
But I, I don't buy that. I think they're just they're looking at the situation wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know something else is I don't understand low pressure and high pressure. EGR is driven by vacuum mm-hmm. and and exhaust. Exactly. And, so there's and, something in the either oil, like you said, uh, burning oil. Yeah. Or, um, and of course, they're also blaming our quality of diesel fuel in the U.S. But you know, I yeah. didn't bring it to market; they did. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, God bless you, Vernon, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. You're already, but and John. Yeah. Yeah. That was John. John. Oh, oh, Ver- that was that oh, was okay. John. This is Vernon. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> I kept calling him uh, uh, Vernon, and I'm I'm wrong. John, you were the guy that we just talked to, and Vernon, you're up now. Go ahead. Okay, I'm I'm the old guy that emailed you about the Miata speed last week about the timing belt. Yes. Can you give me an estimate so I don't pass out in the garage when the guy tells me what it's going to cost? You know, that's that's a hard thing to do because there's so many different variables. But give me tell me what kind of car it was real quick. 2004 Mazda Miata Speed. Okay. I, I I want you to email me, and I want you to give me the VIN number, and I will give you a specific estimate to the penny. And you can then you can use that to, to, to appropriately bid through shops in your area. Here's what I'm going to offer you. There's more to the timing belt. I mean, the timing belt and labor, I can do that in, in 10 seconds uh, if, if I have the VIN number in front of me. But in reality... There's water pump, and there's cam seals and crank seals and tensioners and idlers and water pumps and lower hose and upper hose and coolant and an oil change. All that stuff has to go, too. So uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to say somewhere uh, a completely loaded up uh, timing belt for that car is probably going to be in the vicinity of five to $800. That would be a ballpark. But if you email me the VIN number, I'll give you a specific answer next week. When we come back, we're going to talk. And if you want, hang on. Hang on just a minute, Bernie, because I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll, I'll answer any other questions you have. And, Mark, you stay there as well. We'll be right back. There's nothing worse than being stuck in traffic. 960 The Patriot wants to help you do something about it. And that's where the American Federal Rare Coin and Bullion Traffic Center comes into play. Get traffic reports four times an hour or jumpstart your drive home by visiting 960thepatriot.com and click on the Traffic Center banner. There you can create your custom route to and from work. The power of a traffic center right at your fingertips. The American Federal Rare Coin and Bullion Traffic Center at 960thepatriot and 960thepatriot.com. DNB Auto Repair is a shop that has been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list from the very beginning. DNB is family owned and operated and has been in the Valley providing honest quality work at a fair price since 1992. That means DNB Auto Repair has been servicing your vehicles and servicing the community for over 20 years. Whether it's a little league game around the neighborhood or Glendale Community College, DNB Auto is pitching in. Conveniently located on the southwest corner of 27th Avenue in Maryland, DNB Auto is also a member of the BBB, ASA, and has ASE certified technicians. So give Dan and Betsy a call at 602-249-2103 to schedule an appointment and find out why their customers won't take their vehicles any other place. You won't be disappointed. They work on both domestic and foreign cars, anything from oil changes to engine jobs. That's DMB Auto at 27th Avenue in Maryland, 602-249-2103, 602-249-2103. 
The following is an important notice to consumers who owe the IRS back taxes. The Internal Revenue Service is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs for consumers owing $10,000 or more in back taxes. With many consumers nationwide facing tax problems, this offered reduction and other relief options can help ensure your financial stability during our nation's recovery. This may result in your back taxes being reduced by thousands of dollars and all collection efforts against you stopped. If you have received notices in the mail, have your wages being garnished, or are under audit due to owing the IRS over $10,000, a toll-free line has been established to take your call and let you know what relief you qualify for. Potentially save thousands by calling now to learn and take advantage of these programs. For your free consultation, call 911 Tax Relief now at 1-800-279-7767. 1-800-279-7767. That's 1-800-279-7767. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Your home for United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. One night only, September 4th at GCU Arena. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here. And real quick, let me tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. Kurt's Auto Repair is up at I-17 in Bell Road, and I can't tell you how many times he saved my bacon. People uh, will call me and ask me questions, or they'll email me about something terrible. And I'll say my typical response includes, what part of town do you live in? And every single time it's up near that Bell and I-17, I send them to Kurtz, and every single time he makes me out to look like I'm some kind of a genius when my family would argue that that's far from the truth. Kurtz has been in business since 1987. He's been working on domestic imports, gas, diesel. He has ASC certified technicians. They're trained. They're certified. And he thinks that they can do a good job on your car and handle your symptoms, handle the repair, and help you understand what needs to be done when and why. But they're not there to upsell you, and that's one of the words that Kurt doesn't like is upsell. The idea is is you're okay on the brakes. They'll last till the next oil change, which is what we should be doing. Kurt's Auto is located at I-17 in Bell in Phoenix. Vernon, did you have another question for me? Well, you told me I should have spark plugs replaced because it's 10 years old, even though they only got 41,000 miles on it. Are there well, any other issues I should look at while they're in there? 
Well, Vernon, you're asking the wrong guy because the guy that should be answering those is the guy who's doing your oil changes because his job during an oil change is is to look at those kinds of issues. And 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 I I don't know if, if I did I, I made a mistake. I don't want you to plan on replacing the spark plugs at 40,000 miles. I th I think what I would rather you do is pull one out and and an experienced person look at it. And and they're going to say these look brand new and then I'd pull another one out and then maybe I'd pull all of them out and just gap them and put them right back in and put a little bit of anti-seize on the thread so you don't have to jackhammer them out in another 50,000 miles. The labor is there, but the savings in the spark plugs could be substantial. So it just really depends on what the spark plugs look like after 40,000 miles. Don't forget, that's one and a half times around the girth of the Earth, so it's not just around the block. 40,000 miles is one and a half times around the Earth, and that's a lot of driving. So I can't answer that, but the guy who's changing your oil, that's his responsibility to talk about those kinds of things. And he would be in a much better position. On the timing belt, it's a little easier just because of time. But on, on spark plugs, spark plugs don't get older when they sit in the car while the car's in the garage and the, and the key's in your pocket. They, they don't get older. They only get older with you. So 40,000 miles, unless you had a problem, you could just leave them in there for a while more. But we're not going to jackhammer them until 75 and higher in 1,000 miles. So when you bring it in with 125,000 miles in it, sometimes we have to jackhammer the spark plugs out, and that's going to get expensive. So well, it's been 10 years, and they've never been out. So. Well, but, but you only have 40,000 miles on it. So are there any other belts? Well, there's gonna, we're going to take off your accessory belts, your alternator and your air conditioning belt, when we take off to go to the timing belt. There's no additional labor, so let me ask you this, Vernon. Would you want us to replace the two belts if the labor's for free? Okay. So You see what I'm saying? Th this is why, this is why uh, estimates over the phone are so incredibly difficult. Uh, this is what, you know, why we don't do them is because you, you know, three questions that, you know, no one has the answer to. I mean, and, and here's here's what happened. There's a local Honda dealer that called us and asked us about a timing yeah, belt. Yeah, I heard this story. And they, and they posted our answer. Our, our response, I think our response was six to $900. Yeah, something like that. But then they say, well, we're going to do it for 420 but their 420 includes the labor and the timing belt. It doesn't even include shop supplies, environmental charges, or sales tax. It's just the labor and the timing belt. We're not bidding the labor and the timing belt because that's not what's in the best interest. We got a lot of labor. I'm going to walk into the front of this motor six steps. Everything in and out is free. So if I replace the upper and lower radiator hose, you don't pay labor. If I replace the water pump, it might be 20 or 30 or 40 extra dollars to unbolt it. There's a lot of savings associated with going in and tearing apart the front of the motor. So as far as estimates are concerned, it's really hard for me to bid, and, and, and unless, of course, you have a specific estimate from someone else. So you could do that if that's what you want. But again, I think the spark plugs are quite different than the timing belt with respect to you know wear and tear. Thank you very much, okay. Vernon. Thank you for trusting me. I appreciate that. Bye. Let me tell you real quick about the end of the best car repair shops. I told you the other day, or a few minutes ago, at the end of the 30 break, um, I had a complaint on one of my best car repair shops. One of the things that I was troubled by was the response time from the shop. So I got involved kind of early. The customer of the shop had a whole bunch of complaints. 
of which I explained to him a couple of them were just ridiculous at best. But he decided to continue on, and I and he wanted to claim the $5,000 that I promised right off the bat. And I explained, there's a procedure for that. So try to work it out with the shop. He says, I can't. They won't do anything. I said, fine. File a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. It'll go through the Auto Advisory Committee. They'll look at it. It's a group of, of my peers. It's a group of experts. They found against me before, so they're not shy about that. So they're going to look at it, and they're going to make it right. They took one thing. They threw away all the other things. They took one thing, and they told the shop to give the customer back a refund. The shop has decided to argue that. Now, the shop can ask for an arbitration. Here's the risk on an arbitration. If they ask to have the case reopened, then all of this customer's concerns are back on the table. So the shop has a big risk here. So do you want all of these to go in front of an arbitrator who might very well say that of the five, four are valid, not just one, like the Auto Advisory Committee said, but all four or all five are valid, and that number of refund could go up a lot. So I'm involved because the customer wants me to pay the money, and, and I say I will, but I need to hear from the shop. So this is what we told the shop. You have three choices. You pay the customer, and you pay them immediately and everything is done. We've done what we, t we said. Number two, if you don't pay the shop, then you have to ask for arbitration. And here's the risk you run if you run in the arbitration. And number three, if you just choose not to pay them at all and not ask for arbitration, two things are going to happen. I'm kicking your butt off in a public way, and you're done as far as I'm concerned. And I will pay the customer the amount that the Better Business Bureau suggested that you pay him. That's how it works. So just so that you know, I'm a man of my word. The biggest problem I have, and you can chime in on this, son, is that I have this ability about right and wrong, and I don't see gray real well. Right. No, right. <laughs> and and, and I, I know what's right and wrong, and I've been in this business a long time, and I know when, when my staff is wrong, and I know when my staff is right, and all that other stuff. But that's how, how it's working. Mark, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Good morning. Long-time listener. Thanks for your show. Thank you, sir. Um, I have to, uh, two topics. Um, first one is on batteries. Uh, I, I went through your FAQs, and I might have missed it, but I was looking for something on um, talking about uh, how to choose a battery or, you know, what's, is there a good, better, and best, and, you know, where do you, where do you stand on it? And is okay. there tests that you can take that can tell you that uh, you may have the need for a battery? Okay. Let me answer the first, the second one first, and then I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back and ask your first one. When we load test a battery, we're going to apply the electrical. The, the most electricity you're going to pull from a battery is when you start the car up in a cold morning, and that's about 400 amps. So we're going to apply 400 amps to the battery, and the voltage better not drop below 9.5. It's really not supposed to drop below 11, but 9.5 is really the minimum. So that's the first test, and we have expensive equipment that allows us to test it and give a pass-fail. But you can't test a dead battery. You have to try to charge it first, because if you test a dead battery, they all fail. And I'll tell you the rest right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today 
while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Mark Salem has a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and so do you. His name is Tom Fletcher. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from, one at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of 101, and the other one is at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was the finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award, and in 2004, they won that BBB Ethics Award. Thunderbird Auto has an A-plus rating, they have ASC certified technicians, they can fix anything with a steering wheel, and they offer a free cursory ring inspection that some others charge $49 for, and they're the only shop you know that offers two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. And if you have a problem with them and you go through Mark Salem's BBB process, he'll put $5,000 of his money up to guarantee you'll be treated fairly. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Comfort Care Home Care, a premier provider of home care services, is a proud sponsor of the Aging in Arizona show on 960 The Patriot. If you or a loved one needs support at home, the experienced and compassionate caregivers of Comfort Care can provide a wide variety of companion and personal care services, including assistance with bathing, grooming, mobility, transportation, and meal preparation. They also provide services such as Alzheimer's care, medication reminders, and safety supervision for fall prevention. Come for Care services are available throughout the greater Phoenix area and can assist you or your loved one for a few hours a week or 24 hours a day. Call today to learn how Come for Care can support your family with the highest level of care. 602-438-1300. Again, that's 602-438-1300. Come for Care Home Care. Supporting independence, dignity, and quality of life. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the end, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. All about that demon, automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to join in, I think we have three lines available right now. we got Mark and Joel, but the three lines are open, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto. Tom was on the show a couple of weeks ago. We had so much fun. He is such a great guy. It's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that's served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom and his team 
are going to strive to provide you the best automotive service and repair experience possible. All their technicians are ASC certified or ASC masters, and that means they get the job done right. And he admits there's quite a few of them have gray hair, and that to me is important. They want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing and why, so you can make informed decisions. And that's what Tom says. We do a good job in giving them the menu and explaining the options so that they can make an intelligent decision based on perhaps finances or perhaps on how long they're going to keep the car. Action Auto, I-17 and Deer Valley Road on the northwest corner. Action Auto, northwest corner, I-17 and Deer Valley. Hey, Mark, yes. on, on your batteries, um, Alan and I had a chance to discuss this over the break. There are three variables in the batteries. There is the uh, price, then there is the CCA, cold cranking amps, and that's a measurement of the battery's ability to give a lot of electricity or not. And then there's free replacement warranty and prorated warranty. Now, tell me what you were telling me that you set the, sell, sell a lot of on the diesel side. Uh, well, they range. The batteries price range in price from, I would say, 90 up to about 180. Okay. Uh, 24 to 60 months free replacement within some form of 24 to 36 months prorated. Um, okay, and, now, and let, me, let me clarify that. Though. Oh, sorry, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's say that the first three years is free replacement. Hands down, free replacement. Doesn't cost you nothing. Nothing. Are you, but there is a charge associated with testing it testing, to diagnose yeah. the battery. Electrical right. system okay. test, yeah. All right, so you test it to make sure the battery's bad. The customer pays for the test, and the battery, and the, he gets a new battery and doesn't cost him anything for the battery. Correct. Okay, now, if he's got three years free replacement, he could have another two years of what we call prorated warranty, three years of prorated warranty. Correct. And the prorated warranty it works very similar pay to this. Pay for use. How yeah. much you, you pay for what you've used. Okay, if it's a $60 battery and it's warranty for 60 months, it's a buck a month, right? Mm -hmm. So if at the end of 48 months, you've used 48 months and your battery goes bad, you have to pay $48 for a new one because you used $48. You right. still have a $12 credit. Right. It's as simple as that. Yeah. That's exactly yes. how simple it is. In your case, here's what I would say to you. I'd want to go with a name brand battery, and I'd probably want to find something with a three or four year replacement, and I would want to get that as cheaply as I can. But I would want the CCA number to be at least above what my car calls for. And anybody who sells battery can look it up on a computer and tell you that in a heartbeat. So most everybody in Arizona is going to have a problem with a battery, no matter what, where we buy the battery from, between two and a half and four years. So I would like you to just get a three- or four-year replacement. Now, if you're only going to keep the car for another year, then I'd buy the cheapest doggone thing yeah, you could find sure. because who cares? And, and, the, and the battery is going to warrant – the transfer is going to warrant – Battery the, isn't going to. The battery warranty isn't going to transfer to the next owner. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. My tongue was tied up in the gray hairs of my nose. I think yeah. I don't know, but it, Alan said it the best. So those are your options. If you're going to keep it, three to four-year free replacement. And uh, if you're not going to keep it, or if you do have a time frame or a termination date on this car, then just get the appropriate battery for that. Now, brand names. Uh, any recommendation? Um, you know, I, I want to tell you something. 89% of all the batteries sold in the United States are made by Johnson Controls in the Midwest. The battery that comes off of the line will come off with literally as many as 40 different stickers. I promise you. That, that's the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. No one can argue with that. Every 89 out of 100 batteries that are sold in the United States are made at the same factory, and they all just have different labels on them. What's that, John Control, did you say? Johnson Controls. Yeah, but th that's that's the manufacturer. They 
they they relabel it, so you're not going to go out and find a Johnson control battery, right? Y- yeah, yeah, I understand. That. Oh, okay, okay, I yeah, I just want to make sure. So it's it's um it, it's I want you to picture this. Close your eyes and look. We're standing in a bowling alley with a hundred lanes, and all the lanes are tilted up at the end, and the balls roll towards us, and these batteries are coming down the chute, and each chute has a different name on it, and the batteries is all the same. Okay. But they have a different name and a different label. So, to be honest with you, I, I'd shop price, CCA, and warranty. I, I, I understand. I've heard that. I've been hearing that for years, that, uh, that most of them are made in, you know, by one manufacturer. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's a good thing because they get better and better and better. And as they get better, then that allows the vendors to order more expensive batteries that last longer, that are more powerful, blah, 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 blah. But I talked to the marketing manager who was a very fine lady, a very, very nice lady who, who flat out told me that. And then I verified it independently of her when I talked to somebody who buys parts for a living for a variety of car manufacturers. And they said, no, that's true. Now, does that carry over to, uh, to new vehicles? All the manufacturers uh, probably use this uh this company, this Johnson Control. Yeah, when 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 uh, when I was talking to both people involved, um, the the batteries were coming off. that said Delco and Motorcraft and and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as a is a Honda battery uh, manufacturing plant okay. or a Toyota or a Dodge or a Ford or a Chrysler. Okay, Mark, thank you very much. Good luck to you, buddy. And Joel, you're up next. Joel, how can we help you? Okay, um, you know what, though, Sean, I'm going to put you on hold because i got a break right now, and everybody's pointing at the, the clock, and they're saying, Mark, you just missed a break by 24 seconds, and I'm sorry about that, but, Sean, you hang on. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. As freedom-loving Americans, I don't have to remind you that our Second Amendment rights are under withering attack. With the help of the mainstream media, the Obama administration is demonizing you. For the truth about your right to keep and bear arms, make sure to tune in to me, Mark Walters, on Armed American Radio, heard right here every week. Armed American Radio, every Sunday from 10 to midnight, on your home for intelligent talk, 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first business ethics award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. 
Ranch. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Some call it a division, some a lost cause. But we know if we stand together, amazing things can happen. Not to fundamentally transform America, but to save it and to fundamentally restore the promise of America. 960 The Patriot and American Vision Windows present United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. September 4th at Grand Canyon University. A night to join together and stand up for America. No, we don't give up. We fight for what's right, and that's why we elect those to stand firm and speak on behalf of we the people. What he's trying to do is right the ship of the world that he sees as being wrong side up for 500 years. United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza, September 4th, 7 p.m. at GCU Arena. Get your tickets or exclusive VIP meet and greet at 960thepatriot.com. Brought to you by Shasta Pool Repair. United We Stand and Divided We Will Fall. Your home for United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. One night only, September 4th at GCU Arena. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960. And I know Sean, Roy, and Richard are waiting, but I'm going to tell you real quick. Years and years ago, uh, when I first started working on cars, and this is back in the 60s, late 60s, some of the cars that scared the bejesus out of us, all of us, were Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles, and specifically Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. I became friends with David Enriquez, who owns IMM Imports, in 1972. And the reason I became friends with David was because he worked on those cars. And because I couldn't work on those cars, and because I didn't understand those cars, and I didn't understand the symptom analysis, and I didn't understand some of the common problems they had with the car, David and I became friends. Today, since 1972, we're still friends. David is in Tempe. He's just south and west of the 101 and the 202. So he's south and west of the intersection of the 202 and the 101 in Tempe. He's in the northeast corner of Tempe. He's really good at all kinds of cars. He's really good on domestics and foreigns across the board, but he specializes in Saabs, Fiats, Alfa Romeos, and Volvos. So if you have one of those cars and you want somebody who knows those cars inside and out, then IMM Auto Service in Tempe is where you got to go. And you can tell him, Mark sent you, and tell him, heck, Mark said that he sent me a 50% discount too, and, and I'll send that to you after I get my car fixed, and that'll just raise his brows just a tad. Okay, let's go to Sean. Sean, good morning to you. How can we help you today? Hello, good morning. Um, well, I have a uh, 2011 um, uh, Ford F350. It's a turbo diesel. Okay. And and I want to know if there's any way that I can, uh, you folks or anybody can do anything to get me some better mileage on this. My mileage <laughs> isn't bad compared to compared to everybody else that's out there. Like I. 
I actually live, uh, you know, four and a half hours away from here. And when I'm out driving out of the valley up in my area, I can get 19 to 20 miles per gallon. Uh, uh, but whenever I come to the valley, I'm getting, you know, 15 miles per gallon. Okay. I mean, it, we could, you know, what you should have done. Can I make a suggestion to you? When you have this sure. kind of conversation, this is what this is how you separate the men from the boys. You would say, "I'm driving this F350 and I'm around town." And uh, what would you expect that I would get? Now, you answer that question, Alan. Just forget what you said. She's driving this F-350. It's a one-ton Ford. It's a yeah. 2011. She's driving it around town, regardless of whether it's Bisbee, Arizona, or it's right. Snowflake, right. or whatever. Yeah. What, yeah. what does she get? Uh, 12 to 14. And I would have guessed a little bit more than that. I would have guessed between 16 and 18, and she's pulling 19. So we're going to say that's pretty doggone good based on what we know. Yeah. yeah. On the other yeah. hand, you're getting 12 on the way here? Uh, no, well, no, I can, uh, when, when you come to Phoenix, under, yeah, when I, when I'm driving in town, it's, it's about 15 miles per gallon. Okay. And I, and I got to tell you on, at first blush, I'm thinking 15 miles to the gallon on the highway isn't too bad. I'll tell you yeah. what I think. Alan, you go first. What, what are you thinking? As far as raising gas mileage? Yeah, getting her better fuel coming. Well, uh, what I would do if you were my customer is I would, um, I'd get you into a power programmer and probably an intake system. And and the way that I would do that would be is they all have 30-day uh, manufacturers. I would get you in here. I would put it in. I would tell you, okay, on this date, I want you to change. Well, first of all, I want you to watch the the, the your fuel consumption and, and, and real close, hand calculate your fuel mileage. And then I want you to try a couple different power settings over the first month. And let's see what happens. If you don't like it, I'll give you all your money back. And we walk away friends. Uh, all your money, parts, and labor. Yeah, there's no labor. We we don't charge any labor okay. just to do the do the flash she programming. Thirty day free look. Yeah, correct. And it's yeah. up to her to pick the how many different options has she got with the pick. So there'll be depending on there's but you know uh, two to six different options is as far as uh, settings. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, you're going to teach her how to. Let's call the settings two, three, four, five, and six. Right. And so she's going to start on two, and then go to four. Correct. Or three, and then four, and so forth like that. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, and and because every person gets better mileage on a different setting, they're all different. Um, so that's what I would do for you. Um, okay. Is, now, is uh, I, if I can interject here. Now, I I do I do a lot of towing. I I uh, I have a four horse side slant um, gooseneck trailer and then I have uh, an, another trailer that I use a utility trailer so I do a lot of towing that's fine and this this won't affect it right well it no it won't but it's going to uh, it's going to change what I'm going to put in there that you monitor basically okay. what I'm going to do is is I'm going to you know put this thing in and then if you decide you know what I got two miles per gallon better I want to do this I'm going to end up adding an, an EGT exhaust gas temperature probe so that you can you know monitor your exhaust temperatures while you're driving and so you don't overheat it when we give you better fuel economy one of the downside is is that we're going to cause a problem when you start hauling so we're going to install a gauge there and the gauge has a green zone and a red zone and basically okay. we're going to tell you when you're towing you're going to have to ease up a little bit yeah. and, and let me make a suggestion to you I want you to Try the Phoenix and, and home trip, four-and-a-half-hour trip. I, I want you to try this. I want you to keep the tachometer under 18, 1,800 RPM. I don't care okay. what that speed is. I don't okay. want. I want you to set your cruise control. I don't care what the speed is. Don't, please don't go over the speed limit. But yeah. at 1,800 RPM, and I'll bet you, because on my, on my Dodge and on my Chevrolet Dually, 
I have what you have. Mm-hmm. I just get in those bad habits of just going a little faster than I really should, and I'm up in the 21, <laughs> 2200 RPM, and I, I came home from pacing last night, and I was I had I already had a bad day, and I was and I was I was the only guy on the southbound lanes for the entire world, and um, I was probably going a little faster than I should have. Through the grace of God, it didn't hurt anybody, but I also looked down at my speedometer, and I'm doing 13.9 miles a gallon. Okay. And and so and so, but I know that I can pull consistently on this truck, 16, 17, and sometimes 18, if I just keep the tack at about 1800 instead yeah. of 21, 22, 2300. And this doesn't affect uh, like when you go to emissions or anything. You don't have to. No, no, no. Give a a, go. Go on a price with what you talked about. Uh, pricing would start probably four hundred, and depending on how extravagant you want to go, we could get upwards of a thousand. If you know. And 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 what we're trying to do now is we're trying to we're trying to draw the middle here. We want to give you better fuel economy, but then we also have to give you back. We have to take a little bit of fuel economy away to have you pull that horse trailer. Yes. So we're, we're we're trying to juggle two balls now. Under the best conditions, yeah. can she make any of these adjustments on the fly? And is that in your in, in yes. your numbers? Yes. Okay. Depending. Let me give you an example real quick. Okay. If we put something on your dashboard that was a little keyboard, we would say to you, when you want to go to fuel economy, I want you to use push one, setting one, or setting two. This is a simplistic format. Okay. Yes. And 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 so when you want fuel economy, push one or two. When you want power, I want you to push three or four. But when you're towing, you cannot go past two. Okay. Okay. Two is the most you can go. Is that kind of right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. we can't have you towing at level three and four because there's going to be problems. You will We're hurt poor, something. You're going to hurt something. Yeah. And and so that's what we want to avoid. But like you, I'm hauling horses. I'm hauling backhoes. I'm I'm hauling yeah. all that stuff that you're hauling. And okay. so we 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 are akin. But if you if you want to talk to Alan, uh, go to MarkSalem.com, and oh, on nope. there is the performance side, and you can call Alan and talk to him. You want to okay, give your number right. out? Do uh, you have a pencil handy? Uh, or, um, yes, I do. Or my email is probably the okay. easiest. Is uh, Alan A L A N S A L E M at AOL.com. That's the easiest way to get okay. a hold of me. Alan right. Salem. Well, okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Okay. No problem. You gotcha. And. All right. Better MPGs. Roy, good morning to you. How can we help you? I've got a 1990 Mazda Miata, and we're redoing the engine, just putting in some new bearings and rings and all that kind of good stuff. The transmission was slipping when we took it out, and my question is, um, would it be, could I take the transmission now into a shop and have them look at it since I have it removed? and separate it from the engine, or should I put it back together, get it running, and then drive it over there? No, no, I I, I am very happy to tell you that y- you are okay there. Here's, here's what happened. We're going to check the torque converter, because the torque converter is what transfers the engine power to the transmission. The torque converter drives the front pump. The front pump's job is to pressurize the transmission and to give you good crisp shifts. You said it was slipping. So the question is, is it slipping because the torque converter is bad? Or is it slipping because the front pump is bad? And these guys are wizards. They're going to take the oil pan off that Mazda Miata transmission. And they're going to take the valve body off of it. And they're going to have an air hose with a rubber nipple on the end of it. And they're going to go in this hole and in this hole and in this hole. And they're going to do this and this. And you're going to hear all this clattering going on and clicking going on. And then they're going to turn around and say, okay, well, the pump's bad. And you're going to go, what the heck did I just see? But it is okay. Now, 
I would probably call Phil at ATE first and see if Phil can dyno your transmission. That's what I was going to say because he can run it outside the vehicle. Yeah, and and I think Phil would be your best place is take the transmission. Call him first and then take the transmission. Now, if you're going to talk to Phil, you got to call before 11 o'clock because Phil turns in. What does he call himself? He turn he turns he did he turns into Casper the friendly ghost because he disappears at eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, and so he, he says to me, if you Mark you want to talk to me, you gotta call me by eleven. So call Phil in the morning, automatic transmission exchange, ATE, and say, Can you take my ninety Miata automatic transmission and dyno test it? Because it slipped when I had it in and I've got it out. I'm doing engine work and I want to check it and can you check it? And Phil will give you the straight scoop, I promise you. Great. Okay. That's what I needed. Thank you very much, Roy. Good luck to you. Richard, good morning. How can we help you? Hey, I, I have a 08 Tacoma pickup, a four-cylinder, five-speed, and I just had the uh, plugs changed in it. And I, even when I drove it off the showroom floor, I got like 20 miles to a gallon running around and down. And I've checked at the last three tank poles, and the most I'm getting now is 19 miles to a gallon. And I checked it uh, this morning because I'm driving down to Castle Grand. And uh, I'm getting like 18.3 miles per gallon. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know. The guy was telling me something about the plugs. They got little tips on them or something like that. And he said sometimes they'll come off or something. That, but I'm going to take it back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If if he's guessing on what it is, and and he, first of all, I I want you to do something. Get your calculator out there, oh, big yeah. dog. Yeah. D divide 19 by 20. Okay. What I'm looking for is a percentage here, and I'm not quite sure it's fair this time. Yeah, you're, you're talking about around. a five percent. It's a five percent right. difference. Right. Um, five percent can be humidity, can be temperature, it can be a whole lot of things. So I'm not real concerned going from 20 to 19 because I know that when it cools off you're going to get better fuel economy because we typically do in the summer or in the winter than we do the summer, or at least in the fall. So I'm not real concerned about this, but if if you have a concern, hopefully he he didn't put any fancy-dancy, you know, spark plug in there that has three tits and oh, gives... Oh, no, no, he just went with a, a replacement plug. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. I want, if it has a single platinum, he went with a single platinum. If it has a double platinum, dual platinum, he did one of that. If it has, if it has, what's that NGK, that big dog NGK, the uh, triple platinum or something yeah. like that, yeah. then, the, then the Denso, which is the iridium spark plug. We have lots of those different things. But if it doesn't miss and you don't have any check engine lights on, it's probably more the environment than anything else, at least right now. But oh, I, well, it's, it's good, worth Yeah, because this kind of got me bugged. Yeah, it's only five percent, and 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 really and truly, five percent could very well be if you uh, put a bag of concrete in the back of that that Toyota, which would haul it just fine. That eighty pounds could could vary your fuel economy by five percent, and yeah. and maybe if if you just leave your girlfriend and go back to your wife, um, that would be better <laughs> off too. Because... I don't have any either one of those. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> well, thank you for calling, Richard. Hey, well, I, I appreciate the answer, and Alrighty. thank you. You betcha. All righty. Well, we spent uh, a good part of Saturday helping you out, and we can still help you out. Alan, A-L-A-N, Salem, S-A-L-E-M, at AOL.com. And I'm Mark at MarkSalem.com. 
and you're welcome to ask either one of us a question and we're happy to answer the questions for you. We promise this. We promise to keep your interest in front of our own and we promise to give you the very best advice we can even if it doesn't butter our, our own bread. We're not in it to butter our own bread. We're in it to help you wade through the minutia of car repair and um, some of the things that happen in the car repair industry. The other day I saw a guy on TV and, he, and every answer to every question was, when do we do this? Look at your owner's manual. The truth of the matter is that is the truth. You look at your owner's manual, but that's all he said for like four minutes. We'll see you next Saturday right here.